men debate, is there life after death? The Bible clearly teaches life and imagine even death after death. Jesus Christ declares two deaths. Revelation 2, verse 11. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Revelations 20, verse 6. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. Revelation 20, 14 and 15. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. For all the sons of men, the world ends in death, the first death, when this natural life is over. But there is certainly life or death after the first death, and you and I choose which. Millions the world over tell of their near-death experiences where they die and are conveyed to either heaven or hell typically, but are brought back to life through various forms of resuscitation. You can't convince them that when a person dies, that's all there is, just some vast nothingness. Scientists now theorize that consciousness transcends the death of the human brain. There are two deaths. Those who repent of their sins, believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ, escape the second death, and when they leave this life, they enter into eternal life in God's paradise, known by the saints as the blessed hope. Those who reject the cross of Christ die the first death and enter into eternal death. But be advised, this second death is not a mindless, painless oblivion. It is eternal, cognizant death. Jesus speaks of it in Matthew 26, 25, excuse me, 46. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. The rich man reveals the mystery of the second death in Luke 16:22 through 24. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. The rich man's body and the rich man's eyes are in the rich man's tomb returning to dust, but in hell he lifts up his eyes. The rich man's tongue is in the rich man's tomb, but in hell he asks for a drop of water to cool his tongue, for he was in torment in the flames." There is a physical and a spiritual body. All men choose either eternal life or eternal death. Jesus Christ is the only way under heaven to escape the second death. He calls it born again. John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you been born again? Will today be the day you choose? Will today be the day all your sins and shame are erased and all Satan's bondage is broken? Your salvation is just minutes away. 
Just follow this simple prompt. Are you ready? Here we go. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Matthew thirteen thirty six through 43. And Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that soweth them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. God said, Zechariah chapter 13, verses 8 through chapter 14, verse 4. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, The Lord is my God. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley. And half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. Man said, These foolish doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world and certainly no judgment day. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 944, that will once again prove the inerrancy of God's beautiful book. All of these dynamic features are archived here in text and streaming audio for the edification of God's children and as bait for the fishers of men. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of four highly beneficial God Said, Man Said features. One, you have questions, God has answers. Whatever your question, type the keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Number two, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and so easy. Number three, imagine you can download nearly 350 hours of God Said, Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. And number four, sign up 
for the God Said, Man Said weekly broadcast and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. Thank you for coming. May peace and power be multiplied unto you. The end of the world as we know it is just a short time from here, and it won't be the result of carbon emissions or even the second law of thermodynamics, which accurately predicts all things go from order to disorder and on to ultimately death and extinction. Some scientists predict that the world ends in a fiery explosion, and of course, the ultimate end of the earth and the universe does end that way. Second Peter chapter three ten through twelve, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The Word of God teaches us that no man knows the day or the hour of Christ's return to the earth to execute the great day of this earth's judgment. The Word of God does, however, give certain signs to watch, and the ultimate sign is Israel. Multiple prophecies in God's Word speak of Israel's destruction as a result of their rebellion against God and the scattering of the Hebrew people to the four corners of the earth. In 70 A.D., at the hand of the Roman general Titus, Jerusalem was sacked, the temple burned, and over a million Jews were killed. Israel was scattered and removed from the globe's geography. But that is not the end of the story. The same Bible prophesies that God will draw the Jewish people back to their homeland and restore them as an autonomous nation under their own rule. In 1948, after nearly 1,900 years of exile, Israel and its people once again joined the League of Nations, and this is the ultimate sign to watch. Jesus instructs us in Matthew 24, 32 through 35, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and porteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass, till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Israel is known in the scriptures as the fig tree, and it budded in 1948 as a result of miraculous coupling of unique events not seen in world history. Surely the fig tree has budded, and as Jesus said in Matthew 24:34, Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. The generation that witnessed the budding in 1948 is now, in 2019, when this feature is being written, 71 years old. Not much time left, is there? Learn the parable of the fig tree. The Bible also prophesies that the world's governments, armies, structures, and infrastructures are ultimately destroyed at what is known as the Battle of Armageddon that takes place at Jerusalem. Armageddon appears to be the staging place for the final battle. Revelation 16, 12 through 16, 
And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to battle at the great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see a shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. According to the Holman Bible Dictionary, Armageddon basically means Mountain of Megiddo. Megiddo means place of troops. Egypt's great Pharaoh, Tutmos III, said, Megiddo is worth 1,000 cities. Napoleon is reported to have said, All of the armies of the world could maneuver their forces on this vast plain. There is no place in the whole world more suited for war than this. It is the most natural battleground of the whole earth. Megiddo is the place where the nations will gather for the final battle. Zechariah 14:2 For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Jerusalem, Israel, is the signpost, and things are red hot at the time of this writing. Full-scale war could break out at any moment. The U.S. President, Donald Trump, has moved the United States Embassy to Jerusalem and just last week announced U.S. recognition of Israel's right to the occupied land called the Golan Heights. God said, man said, is certain that these were the right decisions, but the Muslim community is infuriated. Excerpts from various news sources follow. BBC.com lays out the history of the Golan Heights. Israel seized the Golan Heights from Syria in the closing stages of the 1967 Six-Day War. Most of the Syrian Arab inhabitants fled the area during the conflict. An armistice line was established, and the region came under Israeli military control. Almost immediately, Israel began to settle the Golan. Syria tried to retake the Golan Heights during the 1973 Middle East War. Despite inflicting heavy losses on Israeli forces, the surprise assault was thwarted. Both countries signed an armistice in 1974, and a U.N. observer force has been in place on the ceasefire line since 1974. Israel unilaterally annexed the Golan Heights in 1981. The move was not recognized internationally, although the U.S. Trump administration did so unilaterally in March 2019. There are more than 30 Jewish settlements on the heights, with an estimated 20,000 settlers. There are some 20,000 Syrians in the area, most of them members of the Druze sect. Southern Syria and the capital, Damascus, about 40 miles north, are clearly visible from the top of the heights, while Syrian artillery regularly shelled the whole of northern Israel from 1948 to 1967 when Syria controlled the heights. The heights give Israel an excellent vantage point for monitoring Syrian movements. The topography provides a natural buffer against any military thrust from Syria. 
The area is also a key source of water for an arid region. Rainwater from the Golans uh, catchment feeds into the Jordan River. The area provides a third of Israel's water supply. The land is fertile, and the volcanic soil is used to cultivate vineyards and orchards and raise cattle. The Golan is also home to Israel's only ski resort. Syria wants to secure the return of the Golan Heights as part of any peace deal. New York Times headline, March 21, 2019, reads, In Golan Heights, Trump bolsters Israel's Netanyahu, but risks roiling Middle East, excerpts follow. President Trump declared on Thursday that the United States should recognize Israel's authority over the long-disputed Golan Heights, delivering a valuable election eve gift to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, but jettisoning decades of American policy in the Middle East. But Mr. Trump's move, while popular in Israel and among some lawmakers in Congress, is likely to be condemned almost everywhere else. The United Nations has rejected Israel's occupation of the Golan Heights since 1967 when Israeli troops seized the 400 square miles of rocky highlands from Syria during the Arab-Israeli War. President Trump has just made history, said a beaming Mr. Netanyahu, who said he called the president to thank him on behalf of the Israeli people after his tweet. He did it again. Praising Mr. Trump for moving the embassy, and for withdrawing the United States from the Iran nuclear deal, which Mr. Netanyahu stridently opposed, the prime minister said the message that President Trump has given the world is that America stands by Israel. Mr. Netanyahu called it a miracle of Purim, referring to an ancient Jewish holiday being celebrated this week. Palestinian officials who have been alienated from the Trump administration since it moved the American embassy to Jerusalem predicted that the latest move would ignite a new wave of violence in the region. What shall tomorrow bring? Saeb Erkat, a veteran Palestinian Authority peace negotiator, said in a tweet, certain destabilization and bloodshed in our region. The announcement was the latest in a series of steps that have radically reshaped the United States' role in the conflict between Israel and the Palestinians overwhelmingly to the benefit of Israeli's right-wing government. End of quote. The headline from the Haaretz.com, March 25, 2019, reads, Trump signs order recognizing Golan Heights as Israeli territory. Paragraphs follow. U.S. President Donald Trump met Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu Monday to sign a presidential proclamation officially recognizing the Golan Heights as Israeli territory, thus formalizing a move announced with a tweet earlier on Thursday. In a joint press uh, conference, Trump said, We do not want to see another attack like the one suffered this morning north of Tel Aviv, adding, Our relationship is powerful. Trump then said, we will confront the poison of anti-Semitism. Netanyahu called Trump's decision to recognize Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights historic justice and a diplomatic victory, saying that Israel won the Golan Heights in a just war of defense. Netanyahu said he brought Trump a box of the finest wine from the Golan Heights. The prime minister said that as we speak, Israel is responding forcefully to this wanton aggression, referring to the offensive Israel launched on Gaza moments before.
Netanyahu then thanked Trump for moving the American embassy to Jerusalem in May and for pulling out of the Iran deal. The event is overshadowed by an escalation between Israel and Gaza that forced Netanyahu to cut his U.S. trip short, and then Netanyahu might still address APAC uh, conference uh, via satellite. After Trump's tweet, a European Union spokesperson in Israel told Haratz, the EU will not change its position regarding the Golan Heights in the wake of U.S. President Donald Trump's de declaration. Representatives of Russia, Turkey, and multiple actors in the Arab world, including Palestinians and Syrians, also condemn the move, end of quote. Big bad things are on the horizon for the earth and its people. When Jesus returns and sets his feet on Israel's Mount of Olives, a full-scale global battle will already be raging against the Hebrew people. It will appear that all is lost for the Jewish people. According to Zechariah chapters 13 and 14, two-thirds, or .666, of the Jews will have been killed, half of Jerusalem taken, its houses rifled, women ravished, and the remainder of the Jewish people will be holed up in the other half of Jerusalem. For Israel, things will be very dark indeed, but a great light will appear on the horizon. Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, returns with all his saints. Revelation nineteen eleven through 16. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Prophecy is one of the God said, man said, four proof platforms. Often at the end of the prophecy feature, God said, man said, employs the laws of probability to establish what are the chances a man could make such predictions and see them come to pass. The chances of a man making the predictions outlined in this feature and actually seeing them come to pass are one in a number so large it is immeasurable. But for illustration purposes, let's suppose the chances are one in a trillion that a man could make these contingent predictions and see them come to pass. Another way to say it would be to say the chances are 999,999,999,999 out of 1 trillion that it was God. Doomsday approaches, and the run-up to the end could begin at any moment but a way of escape has been made available to all who are reading this feature. Just prior to doomsday, a glorious and miraculous event takes place called the great taking up of the church, commonly called the rapture. At this event, those who are born again will be caught up from the earth to meet Jesus Christ in the clouds. 
1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Are you ready to take part in this great escape? If you said no, click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Do it while you still have time. God said, Matthew chapter 13, 36 through 43. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that soweth them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear? Let him hear. God said, Zechariah 13, chapter 13, verse 8 through 14, verse 4. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried. They shall call on my name, and I will hear them. I will say, It is my people, and they shall say, The Lord is my God. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a very great valley. And half of the mountain shall remove toward the north, and half of it toward the south. Man said, These foolish doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world, and certainly no judgment day. Now you have the record.